Hey, hey, sacred friends, this is Lori Andress, and welcome to Crystal Shaman Life. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life and reconnect with your authentic self, to discover your voice of inner wisdom, and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal medicine, ancient spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. Grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hello, my sacred friends. I am Laurie Andress, and welcome to this week's episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. This week, I have something very special in store for you. I have an interview with my dear friend and colleague, Vanessa Sage. Today, we are going to be talking about all things tarot. I'm so excited. As we dive in, I want to just give you a little heads up. The sound quality on this episode is not the best. Um, Something happened with my mic. It just didn't come through clear, and I'm really, really sorry about that. So I just want to give you a heads up on that right away as you get started. But know that the episode itself is fantastic. Vanessa is a true sage and she has a lot to share and a wealth of experience um, in the areas of spirituality, tarot, living life in sacred ways. Vanessa is the creator of the Sage Priestessing School, which you may remember me talking about this at other points in time. Um, And she is also the founder of the Sage Tarot School, which enrollment is open and the program is actually beginning in January. So I'm very excited about that. And Vanessa will be sharing a bit about that as well. So if you are um, a practitioner of tarot and wanting to dive deeper or you have uh, are new to it and have been so incredibly curious stay tuned this is going to be a fantastic episode and fantastic conversation about how you can bring that into your daily life so with that i would like to introduce our guest vanessa sage welcome vanessa thanks for having me it's always such a pleasure to talk with you Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk with you as well. So I think this popped up, um, this interview and the timing, because uh, you sent a message about Tarot School opening. And I was like, oh my gosh, divination. Oh, yummy. I just want to talk about Tarot. (laughs) And um, I've been in, you know, in the middle of the enrollment window for Crystal Shaman School. And there's, you know, there's a huge section of Um, divination in there and tarot is just such a beautiful aspect of divination and so I'm really like I I, yeah and I've had a reading with you and oh my goodness so so let's talk tarot today (laughs) how did you find yourself diving into the tarot I was a kid and you know I I grew up without cell phone, without the internet, all of this kind of thing. And, and I know some, <laughs> some people right. just, <laughs> I'm actually really grateful for that though, because I feel like I had a childhood, you know, where um, I, my sister 17 years younger than me and I, and she just had a very, very different life. Um, but anyway, we were at a family friend and he pulled out this deck and I'd never seen anything like this before. And he read cards and I just was like, 
I wanted to be like him. There was just something, it just, it was that immediate. And then when I got into high school, I met, you know, a couple of people who were into this kind of stuff. And it was still really edgy at that time to kind of go to the, you know, to the shop and that kind of thing. And so uh, we went and my friend introduced me and actually taught me and, I got my first deck, which was the Hanson Roberts, and my first book, which was Mary Greer's Tarot for Yourself. And, you know, for years and years, that was my only deck and my kind of my main approach, which was reading tarot for myself. And, you know, I just, it's grown and grown and grown and grown, my interest and love of it ever, you know, and I started reading professionally several years ago. Um, but you know, throughout that whole time, it's been, it's been this thing in my life that maybe I wasn't always talking about, but was very much part of my life. I remember the day I finally came out of the tarot closet um, (laughs) (laughs) on social media. And I, it was really, I remember that fear. I remember that, like, that like taking that deep breath and posting my tarot collection. Um, and now I post tarot cards every day. <laughs> um, but I, and, but people just started like approaching me and like, Oh my gosh, you like, I love this too. And so, um, yeah, it's been with me since I was a little kid and then more when I was a teenager, I started learning it. Right. Right. Wow. Well, I think that's really cool. And I, you know, I was thinking about how you talked about being edgy to go to the store to, <laughs> to look at tarot cards and, you know, back, like I'm thinking about that and I'm like, hey, gosh, you know, it still is like in my local area that still is, you know, a little bit edgy and um, it's become so much more mainstream, but it's really interesting how much culture has shifted. And I don't know, um, you know, as I'm thinking, I'm thinking about some of my listeners and I know, um, for me, you seeing the way that you work with throw and the way that you bring it out in, in your life. And it's like such a, there's no separation, like it, everything just kind of flows together. Um, it really brought this, uh, it felt, it just, it feels like an invitation to, discover it and discover and and there's a there's a naturalness like you you bring this natural organic safeness familiarity to to row so i think um you know i know some of my listeners are probably unfamiliar with tarot and you know some of the some of the stories that like oh there's a death card oh there's this oh there's (laughs) some of the dark aspects that we become familiar with and we understand with the cycles but i'm wondering if you could just kind of tap into kind of some of that hill and valley of tarot that you know so well and just share a little bit about that oh absolutely and thank you so much um i really try and live everything that i do and you know one of my biggest values is compassion And one of the reasons I love working with tarot is because of those cards, because it allows us to look at our lives, all of our lives. And in, you know, without, you know, the way that I teach and the way that I really encourage people to work with tarot is to just, you know, embrace and look. (laughs) just have some have curiosity when those cards come up um 
and of course, you know, of course we want, we want to be supported and encouraged in our lives and tarot does that as well. And, and one of the ways that it does that is it gives you, it gives you a mirror that allows you to see that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Other people are up late at night worried and anxious too, that this is part of the human experience, that death is part of the human experience, that the tower, when it comes down, this is part of the human experience. And so, you know, and I, and I, it really helps when I take the predictive aspect out of tarot um, and just looking at it as a reflective tool, as a personal healing tool, as a tool that you can use and work with clients with. Um, and, and so really always my aim <laughs> is to, we don't end the story with the tower ever. Mm -hmm. What next? How do, how do we break through um, our challenges and our obstacles? Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's a system, it's a complete system. And it's, it's remarkable how, um, how complete it feels. Mm -hmm. like, I, I can't think of any aspect um, that's not included. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't, that the, it isn't, that there aren't things that aren't included. Because of course, it comes out of a very particular kind of um, historical and cultural period. But there is something very um, nurturing. Mm -hmm. And you know, it just, it just touches on everything in, in someone's life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that you brought that nurturing piece up because that's actually one of the things I feel when I see your posts on social media and you're sharing, you know, either whether it's your story and like, you know, different things that you're experiencing in your day-to-day -day life, or if you're sharing um, specifically from the cards, it's like, it, it comes in that, that approach of nurturing. So how is it that, um, oh, wow, I feel like there's a question here that wants to come out and I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> um, could, actually, I think I just want to invite you to talk about that a little bit, like, like how that piece is, um, how does that come to be the nurturing aspect, like at the front of how you share your work? So... I mean, tarot is an extension of what I do. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of, I bring this approach to everything that I do. So, um, you know, I really, I work with compassion, I work with bravery, and I work with, you know, seeing the wonder in our everyday life. And part of the reason that I, I, I do these things is because of my own history of experiencing depression, anxiety, and trauma. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so I've kind of dedicated my life to uh, supporting myself through hard times and then and how can I then be a support to others in in that process so with 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 particularly the aspect of tarot it it, it you, you're, you, there's just another part of your brain that's being activated mm -hmm. and it provides this, um, this space of reflection. And I doesn't ever get 
boring or old to me. And, um, you know, it depends on what the day is, but I might, it's funny, I've drawn this, you can't see it's a podcast, but I have the moon child five of pentacles here. And I've drawn this card so many different times. The five of pentacles in the Rider Waite Smith is generally considered to be the, you know, the key word is the poverty card. <laughs> um, it is really has looks like poverty look. <laughs> but this card is like a totally different card. I'm like really excited seeing this. So I'll just describe the card since we are on a podcast, but yeah. um, there's a large full moon. She's naked sitting in front of it and it's night and um, there she's on a rock on rocks. So there's no green life. Uh, and there are five pentacles kind of leading up to this path. And <clears throat> there's also kind of like this universal star galaxy kind of thing going on as well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we feel this way, right? Sometimes we wonder, are we going to be okay? Mm -hmm. like, are mm -hmm. we, is, do we, <laughs> is there ground underneath us? Mm -hmm. And um, so when I see this card, I think, okay, okay yeah, I, I do have those fears. There is, there is something there for me. And in the Rider-Waite-Smith, there is a church window mm -hmm. in the card, which represents hope. Mm -hmm. It represents their sanctuary, that no matter how hard things are, no matter how afraid you are, no matter how much ground you feel has been taken from underneath your feet, there is sanctuary, there is hope. So when I see this card, I see this beautiful full moon, and I see the hope and the wonder in the world. Mm. That all you need to do is look up and realize that there's so much more. There's so much more to to living and to um, those kind of basic needs <laughs> <laughs> that we have. And then I pulled it reverse this morning, which just takes on a different meaning. And I do work with reversals and it's just basically saying, don't worry, you're fine. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's just kind of one example, one card, one day yeah. uh, where it's kind of coming to me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels like they're very much your, a part of your sacred practice. And so I'm curious, Vanessa, what else flows through or is a part of your like daily sacred practice? Um, for those of you uh, who are tuning in, uh, Vanessa lives by the phrase willing to live in magic and it's just a central part of who she is so i'm i'm always like what's your what's your daily ritual what's your daily practice <laughs> people ask me this and i um i don't have a daily practice um and part of that is because i really value freedom mm. uh, i also value practice and devotion um but i really like to have things be flexible so yeah. For me to tell myself, you are going to go for a walk and you're going to sit on your cushion and you're going to light your candle and you're going to pull your card and you're going to do three morning pages. I get a little exhausted and the inner perfectionist in me starts to like want to make a list and check it off and then I lose my joy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead, I say, what, what, what can I do every day? 
that is going to bring me joy? What can I do every day that will help me feel alive, that will help me see the magic in the world? Mm -hmm. And that's going to look different on uh, every day. So this morning I woke up, I'd had a bit of a nightmare, which was a nine of swords moment for any tarot geeks out there. I was watching the sunrise and I was inside and wasn't really quite ready yet or anything like that. And I thought to myself, why am I sitting inside? And I thought to myself, why don't I just go outside and watch and like, and go for a walk and, and see the sun, the sunrise. And so that was my moment of magic this morning. Um, and I also sat at my cushion and meditated and I also drew a card. Um, but these things just, they, I, I really let them be spontaneous as well. So, because we don't want to make our spiritual practice into a chore. We mm. want to do it because it brings us alive and gives us peace and supports us through our lives. And I do, I do notice that when I'm more you know, when things are a little bit more difficult in my life, I will kind of up my practice. <laughs> so that's kind of, just kind of keeping the balance. And, you know, if something really incredibly beautiful is happening outside, I will stop my work practice and I will go outside. Really, I just try and make every single moment in my life um, part of my practice, part and just looking at it all like that. Mm -hmm. taking three deep breaths before I send an email. Yeah. <laughs> three deep breaths and a little love with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that adds a lot of magic. <laughs> So um, what's coming forward right now is, uh, so Vanessa and I, we did an interview probably about, is it two years ago already? It might be two years ago when, um, maybe a year and a half. Uh, and this last spring, we just connected right before Vanessa took a trip to Greece. And I'm just, my, I'm just picturing you in Greece and um, all of your beautiful photos. And so I feel like that informed uh, your work a lot recently, like something emerged from that. So I'm curious what, if there's something from that trip you'd be, that pilgrimage that you'd be. So much, so much. And I also just want to give a huge shout out to you for encouraging me to go because I was having one of those moments where I wasn't sure I could make it happen. And you said to me, are you sure? <laughs> Maybe you could. And we did. We made it happen. And um, so, so much gratitude to you for that. Um, so it was a pilgrimage. And, you know, I'm a priestess. And part of that was going to a place where I wanted to reconnect with an ancient lineage of priestesses mm -hmm. of, of a, a world that honored the goddess. I mean, that's it's huge. It's part of, you know, my cultural history 
And so it was very powerful to see the goddess and, and, and to, I remember we, the first time I saw, you know, I'd seen pictures and, you know, taught about these things. And <laughs> <laughs> but I remember we were in uh, Messini and there was just a wall of goddesses and I wept. And to be surrounded, <laughs> like everywhere, every museum we went to, there were walls of goddesses. It's just, it's just, it was amazing. And a really, really interesting thing happened while I was there, because we also went to Crete, and I really, I was really important to me. I felt like I was coming home when I went to Crete, mm. um, because I'd been so connected with uh, the Minoans for so long. And it did feel like a homecoming. And the, the day that I went to the Palace of Knossos and the Archaeological Museum, I think is probably one of the best days of my life. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I mean, it was, I'm still a little word, wordless about it. Um, and another thing happened to me while I was there. I found Mary. Because um, when we went to, we went to a town called Hanya, and we were in the, this old quarter and we were right next to a church that had been, um, it was very interesting as an anthropologist, it's so fascinating to me because it was a church and then it was a mosque and then it got turned into a church again, but they kept some of the architecture. Um, and I just heard this calling that I needed to go and pray every day. And um, I wasn't raised a Christian, and so that was a surprise to me. I, I do love being in sacred places of all kinds. Mm -hmm. I'm just drawn to them. Like, there's like a magnet. <laughs> 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 Someone's worshiping, let me go. <laughs> <laughs> but I sat in that church for, because we were there a week. I went in, I, 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 that was one, you know, one of those moments where I went in every day, and I just sat and I cried and I sat in silence and I did my meditation. And yeah, I'm really, it was, it was a really beautiful, beautiful experience. And I think the other part uh, that also surprised me was going to Delphi. Because that, I'm still processing. I'm still processing that because I experienced a lot of fear when I got there. Mm -hmm. And I just had an ancestor reading um, done. Uh, one of my beautiful Melissa's, uh, Desiree Cervantes, did this beautiful ancestor reading, and it ended up going into kind of a past life um, thing yeah. as well. Yeah. And I actually have not told anybody about this, not even my partner. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm still sitting with it. Um, but through the course of that reading, kind of realized that I had a very, very strong past life experience there that was not a good experience. Like there was death. <laughs> and, um, and since being there, I'm, I'm really trying to understand 
what it means to be connected to the divine and to be an oracle and to open up that voice and to allow myself to speak in this way mm -hmm. and also kind of processing that past life stuff. Right. So yeah, it was a really, really big trip for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like pilgrimages do that. They open up the space for that and we don't know what it is until we say yes. <laughs> and, and then it all unfolds <laughs> and then we process. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like this trip just like really, really opened up a lot for you and really opened up a lot of space for within your work and within your, your life's like, um, your life's journey, your life, like your soul's purpose, what you're here doing, the magic you're creating in the world. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it's just so amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, um, I'm looking at all of your amazing, so those of you who are listening on the podcast, you can't see this, sorry. <laughs> But um, Vanessa has this amazing shelf of tarot cards behind her. And I'm looking at all of your decks. And so um, I'm curious, actually, because my, my way into tarot was through other divination cards, other oracle cards. And I'm curious for you, if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit of the difference between you know, tarot and oracle cards and stuff like that. So tarot is a system. There generally are 78 cards. Sometimes people add an extra card here and there. Um, it is structured. So you have the major arcana, 22 major cards um, that basically map out the soul, the soul journey. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, four suits and there are 56 cards in the, in that, mm -hmm. uh, which basically if you know playing cards, that's kind of what you're looking at. Um, except with the court cards, you have um, page, knight, queen, and king. So you have ace through 10 in four different suits. And so, and there are different traditions of tarot, but it's very much a, a system that when you learn it, it helps you look at any tarot deck and be able to use it. Uh, different artists have different interpretations. I find that incredibly fascinating and exciting to see how this system gets um, gets reimagined and reinterpreted by uh, modern creators. And you know, you can you know, as, as an anthropologist, I'm so fascinated. Like, what, what shows up in our culture when you know, as people create decks and things like that. It's really, really, really interesting. Um, an oracle deck, uh, still cards, but um, there is no oracle deck that is like another. So you can have an oracle deck of anything. You can have a tarot deck of anything as well, but you're still working within that system. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes people rename cards. They may rename suits, but they're still working within the same basic structure. Mm -hmm. uh, and oracle decks generally generally tend to be incredibly uh, supportive and um, very positive mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. It's not always true, but you're not really getting those five of pentacles and yeah. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. Right. Um, so that's why I prefer tarot. 
Not that I have, like, I have so many oracle decks too, but that's why I prefer to teach tarot. Um, yeah. And we also include oracle decks, and, you know, you can use the kind of intuitive method for any card and anything, like stones and plants. We have a whole month about that. Yeah. Uh, but that's the main difference. Mm-hmm. hmm Very cool. I want to ask you about your work of with crystals because I know the last time we talked you were pulling in some more crystals in your into your life so I'm curious who's who's making you really happy right now what crystal are you working with <laughs> crystals into my life Lori what have you done to me I have I, ha- I actually had to put some crystals away because it was like <laughs> They were all just speaking all at once, and the office got really noisy. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing lapis right now. I uh, thought so. I was wondering. I, would kept, I, I couldn't quite see in the screen if it was. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's um, gorgeous. Lapis beads. I got, I got them in Greece. You uh, did. That's been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels, it just feels oh, like so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, 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 I, I'm sitting here looking at stones and an acorn and feathers. <gasps> um, so I have, I have this stone that I got in Delphi, and I have this acorn I got in at Knossos, and then I have this moon-shaped stone that I got at the beach nearby. Oh, wow. What a magical find. Oh my gosh. It looks like a moon. Crescent yeah. moon. So that would have, yeah, we, I think I found this in um, Inverness in Cape Breton. So not Inverness, Scotland. Um, but very, I think has a similar feeling. And yeah. then I have this stone that is the intention stone for the priestess program. Um, so that, you know, every day I, um, hold the stone and mm-hmm. just hold the intentions of the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lots of crystals around. Though. Um, I have a lightning, I have a lightning quartz and a blue azurite that are, I think, probably my two other soul stones. Okay. Yeah, I remember your blue azurite. I remember when you got that one. That one's beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was the only one I brought with me on the trip. I was it okay wow yeah mm-hmm. i'm really curious about your intention stone too for um for the priestess training yeah could you share a little bit about that so um the first the first call we kind of had everyone bring a stone and and kind of put their intentions in the stone mm-hmm. and um and we just kind of I encourage them and I do it myself to just come to the stone and just remember that that they are held. Mm. Mm. And the stone itself is so beautiful. It looks like when I when you hold it in your hand, I keep seeing the goddess in it. Like the shape of it has just this goddess formation. Oh, you're right. And then at the same time, it's um it has all those it has some stripes in it. And so I just I'm like Wow, it's a really cool, like, kind of balance here of the goddess and then this, you know, the, the stripe piece feels like there's yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I got this just outside my door. Wow, a magical treasure just left for you to find. <laughs> I, mean, I live by the ocean, so there's lots of stones. <laughs> that's right, yes. <laughs> you know, I think that's one of the things that I so love about, um, you know, crystals are amazing, and but stones, they always really have my heart. Like, that's the the thing that like is always at the core. So I love that you had stones out <laughs> to play today. <laughs> so when you talked about intention, I'm curious uh, when you work with the tarot, how um, how intention comes into play, like with your with your daily polls, with um, doing readings, all that kind of stuff. Like when you're working with it. So when I do daily pulls, my um, I have a I have a daily pull. I either pull one card or I pull three cards, mm -hmm. um, and I have a kind of set three card um, draw that I do. And the intention there is to just ask for guidance, just general guidance for the day. Mm -hmm. um, not too worried about major earth shattering things, you know. It's really just kind of a everyday like. I don't know, almost like an energetic up, like upkeep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what do I need to notice, you know? And I, I put it in front of me or put them in front of me um, when I'm working. And so maybe that email comes up and I have, the, I have the two of cups or the ace of cups or something. And I'm like, remember to be, you know, overflowing and generous and loving and mm. this kind of thing. Um, or, you know, something will come up and, you know, I need, I remember I need to be strong, mm -hmm. you know, so just kind of keeping it in front of me for the day. And, you know, for, for special readings, like if, you know, if I were to do I, the larger readings that I do, I tend to sit with for a very long time. In mm -hmm. fact, I'm sitting here on my desk. Um, this reading I did in 2013. Wow. And it's still coming to play right now. And it was, yeah, it's still, it, this is a breakthrough reading that I do. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that this reading is going to be important for me for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and so actually I keep this one close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I can't do that for every large reading. That would be a lot. Right. Of <laughs> um, so, so you know, if you're working with a problem, one of the things Stacy and I will do is we'll sit down if we're trying to make a decision, or we have, you know, we actually sat down, sat down, and are we going to go to Greece? And we did a spread, and we had a conversation. You know, anytime we've thought about moving, you know, we'll do that. Um, so we really use the cards to dialogue with each other. And then when I do readings for clients, the intention is really just to um, be a clear channel to let whatever guidance uh, needs to come through for their highest good. Mm -hmm. uh, and also empowering them at the same time that um, their responses to the cards are just as valuable as mine. Yeah. So. So those are the kinds of different intentions that I have. Yeah. So Vanessa, um, I want to, 
I want to share two, one thing. One, super, super grateful. Um, I love that you're talking about this, this piece of like longevity of working with um, a reading because when you did a reading for me in the new year, I carried that a photo that you sent me on my phone as my screensaver. Um, yeah, because it, it was so powerful to me and I just, I felt like I needed to sink into it. And I know that you have um, Tarot School coming up and this is a three year expansive program. And I feel like, you know, you just so like knowing that you work with your readings for yourself on a personal level for five years, it's like, it creates this percept, this understanding of the depth that we can work within our lives to expand into our our, our readings and our, our insights. So would you mind sharing a little bit with the listeners, one, about how they can learn more about you, two, um, what's coming up with Tarot School? So you can find, um, you can find me at vanessasage.com and I send out um, Sunday love letters. There's a willing to live in magic group and we have um, regular um, free offerings to that group uh, when you sign up and, you know, right now we're starting a Samhain uh, journey week. So, you know, fun events like that, uh, we, do, we run in the, in the Willing to Live in Magic group. And then with Tarot School, that opens in the new year. So January 7th is the start date. So the day after the 12 days of Christmas. Um, <laughs> and in the first year, we basically... You learn the tarot system, you learn to read intuitively. Uh, there's also a section about plant, stone, and element, allies, things like that. And the second year is tarot soul guide. So we're kind of diving deeper, deeper into how you can work with tarot in your uh, personal, um, creative, and spiritual growth. And in the third year, we really dive into bringing tarot out into uh, community, into uh, if, you're, if you're a coach or a mentor or a healer, how you can include cards and work with people. We talk about ethics and, and kind of really getting down to the nitty gritty as well. Um, and yeah, it's just, I'm really, really excited about it. Mm -hmm. uh, divinely guided. <laughs> three years, but it feels important. It feels really, it feels really, really good. Yeah. And just wonderful. Yeah. It feels like it, it's creating space to fully sink into how the richness of how it can be lived and how one can just bring it in all facets of life. So cool. yes. Yeah. 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 Well, Vanessa, thank you so much for taking time today. Thank you for sharing so beautifully from your heart. And thank you, thank you, thank you for the sacred work that you are so beautifully sharing with the world every day. Aww. Big love to you. Big love to you too. Thank you. All right, my sacred friends, I wish you all a beautiful day and head on over to Vanessa's website. We'll put a link in the show notes and um, check out what she's got going on. She's doing beautiful, beautiful work in the world. Shine brightly. Bye for now.